to another episode of Skip the Small Talk podcast. So today I have a guest with me. Her name is Stephanie Peltier. Stephanie is a stay-at-home mother of five. Um, Before I keep going, God bless you, because I have two, and my days are so crazy sometimes, I can't even imagine five. (laughs) So yes, so Stephanie is a mother of five turned entrepreneur through the power of social media. She is also the creator of the Influential Mama Course. So I asked Stephanie to be a guest today because I really want to know what it's like to be a social media influencer. I'm genuinely curious about the people who make a living and a good one at that from their social media platforms um, being used as a tool. So Stephanie makes six figures and she only works a few hours a week from her phone. Kind of sounds a little too good to be true, right? I know, I know. But (laughs) this all started out as a side hustle for her. You see, this is why I'm such a fan of starting a side hustle because you really never know what can turn, you know, what it can become and what it can turn into. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to make money this way and people don't take advantage because they don't know how. And honestly, I'm not sure if they even take it seriously Because the term influencer is kind of thrown around freely and may have like a negative connotation. So with that being said, as you know, I love to add value in whatever space I'm in and empower anyone who comes my way on this show. However, I do have a special place for my fellow mamas, especially those who are trying to build and work on their passion while raising little ones. So this conversation is going to be a little more geared towards my ambitious moms who are listening that have the privilege of staying home with their babies, but also have the desire to build a side hustle and make some money from home while following their passion. And Stephanie is here to tell us more about what this looks like. So hi, Stephanie, and thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. (laughs) Thanks. So um, I really want to know, so how did you get started? Like, I've been following you since you were honestly mommy, um, and I just loved your content and you also are a fellow police wife, just like me. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I just want to know, like, how did you grow to where you are now? Um, okay. So that's a long story. So we're going to try to condense it down as quickly. As we can. <laughs> um, so actually this coming May, I will have been on social media and like, um, kind of growing my influencer platform for seven years. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's been quite the journey and I actually got started as a mom of two. I only had two and I got started a two year old and a three week old. So somewhere in my brain, I decided that would be the opportune time to like launch a side hustle. Um, and my husband was working as a security guard overnights at a hospital while also putting himself through, um, law enforcement school here in Minnesota, they have really high requirements and standards to be mm-hmm. a police officer. So he had to go to school mm-hmm. to get his degree and all this stuff. And, um, so I was bored and I was lonely <laughs> and we were broke. <laughs> like, oh that's, that's you know, enough reason for me to yes, start a side hustle. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so I got on social media because I knew as like a stay at home mom with small babies. Um, and like, I was really looking for community. Um, I wanted to make money. I wanted community. I wanted to inspire other moms. And I was like, I can't, I can't get outside my home right now. I am home with my Mm -hmm. babies. I'm stuck here. I have two naps a day, you know, like babies, babies had two naps a day. I didn't. Um, (laughs) I was feeling kind of isolated and restricted. And so the one thing that I realized is like, well, 
the internet and social media opens up um, a whole new world. Like I can reach so far beyond myself through social media. And I've always loved writing. So I actually started a blog um, and Mm -hmm. that morphed into the Instagram page because I very quickly realized it's hard to get traffic to your blog if you're a nobody. Um, So I decided I would use my Instagram page to help um, promote my blog. That was kind of my whole my whole start. And then it slowly took off and I started gaining followers and I started creating a community and just really, um, I'm completely self-taught up until last year. I had never invested in like a course or learning or like how to, well, there really aren't very many courses on like how to be an influencer. That's kind of a new thing. So back in the beginning, I would spend Like every nap time, you know, just like Googling and researching and like how to grow on Instagram and how to make money online and like how much do influencers charge? Like, so I just really studied, researched, learned through trial and error. Um, Yeah. And slowly grew my platform to what it is today. So I now have three separate pages. Um, I have my honestly mommy page, which is my, my original page. And that one's at, uh, it's in the high eighties right now, 80,000 something followers. Um, so that's, that's my page where I kind of consider myself like an influencer. I'm a motherhood or lifestyle page. Um, and I just share my life. I share my life. I work with brands a lot on that page. And then I actually do share, um, you mentioned it before we got started my oils business. I do young living, um, cause I love natural healthy lifestyle and all that. So that's mm-hmm. a small part of that page. And then I have a private community for my young living members. Um, so that was just like a private page. So that one's not necessarily public, but it does take a lot of work to run. And then just recently, um, about six months ago, I started the honestly mm-hmm. influential page, which is where I'm like, you mentioned the course, the influential mama course. So that is about teaching other moms how to use the power of social media to um, open up new opportunities for their family, potentially earn an income if they want to, or mm-hmm. like that type of thing. So that's a very condensed version <laughs> of how that's where we are today. So I feel like, um, like I said before, like people want to try this out, but they don't know how. And um, can you tell us your opinion on like, what do you think makes people afraid to get started. Like even me, I, I've spoken about this in previous episodes where I'm like, you know, I see all these successful, I would call you mom bloggers. That's completely the wrong term. It's influencer, but I'm like, I can never be that. I'm like, I've, I've had the same thought in my mind. And for me, it's the number one was like not knowing where to start. And also, um, the fear of like, it, it's like opens a door for people's opinions. Like I know the other day we were talking about this when you went on a rant, like someone came at you and said, you're using your kids for likes. Yeah. And I'm just like, I know that if you grow a platform that big, you literally open the, the door for people like that to come onto your page. So I think that's also why a, re- a reason why people don't start either. Yes. Oh, no, you're 100% right. And you really hit it on the head um, just with your thoughts on why people don't get started. Those are probably the top two questions. Like, so when people come to me, particularly now that I've created this course that walks women Mm -hmm. through, how do I do this? How do I grow, launch, page, all of it? And their biggest thing when they come to me is, what do I even have to offer? What do I, what do I have to say? Like, what can I bring to the world? And like, that question right there, um, I resonate with so strongly because I feel like my whole mm-hmm. life, um, 
like people don't believe this of me, but I am an introvert. I was a homeschooled kid all my life. So I was, um, I was never that person. I was never the person that had a lot of friends or was super outgoing or was popular. Never. I have Mm -hmm. never, ever been that person. I've always been the weirdo and the outsider and qualified as unique. And I used to see that as like really bad and like a downer on me. And then, you know, and like, and I had that whole complex of like, I have nothing to offer. There's nothing that I could say that I think everyone kind of feels that way in in their, in their own way there. Mm hmm. Right. So I think that's like the biggest question that people bring to me is like, what do I have to offer? And so, you know, I take a lot of time in my course and even on my, all my platforms just to speak into women, because I so believe that each individual woman has a a story to tell. And like, you have a unique um, life, you have unique experiences. And so what you're going to share And the way that you come across and relate to people is going to be different than me. And that's good because you can connect with other women or other people in a different way than I can because of your experiences. And so I'm like, it it hurts me and it makes me sad to see that most women, particularly mothers, are so lacking in self-confidence that they're not, yes, that they're afraid to put themselves out there and like start sharing their voice with the world because I do believe everybody has something to say. So it's more just like, you know, putting your finger on that exact thing that you want to share. Um, But yes, as far as putting yourself out there, uh, (laughs) just being honest, it's not easy. I get crap all the time. Um, I know. I saw on your page where you literally have a highlight of rules for your page. And I'm like, this must have started because people were just out of control, right? Well, and it's not even out of control as much as social media has become this place where people feel that they have the right to say whatever they want. And what I guess I've come to as a social media content creator who does share my life with others is that just because I choose to put myself out there and like share little snatches of my day does not give you the right to tear me apart when you don't truly know me, you know? And so, so yes, I guess I, I did that a little bit more for boundaries, even for my own heart and mind. I knew most people aren't going to read through my story highlight and go, Oh, look, she has rules for her page. How cute. Like whether or not they choose to follow them isn't my problem. I put them up there. I made sure to, to draw strong boundaries for myself So that when somebody comes at me and they're demanding my time or they're asking me, you know, like a bunch of questions or whatever, or they're, they're accusing me or or attacking me or whatever, I can, I can instantly draw the line and go, no, like Mm -hmm. I have my rules. I have my boundaries. You're not falling in those and I can just shut it down. So I think it was almost more for my own brain than Mm -hmm. anybody else, if that makes sense. But Yes, I would say the the main reason people are nervous to get started is what you mentioned and just just that fear of um allowing people to see who they are and even sharing their their inner thoughts, their inner life with other people. It is it is scary. Yes, it is. I agree. Like I have the podcast and I think that's why I started the podcast cuz I'm like I can't do the social media thing. <laughs> like it's very, it's very hard, you know. I feel like um, a podcast though is even more intimate because usually on a podcast, like it's you chatting and sharing who you are and your thoughts. I'm like, that takes yeah. 
courage to do that. But it's you know what it is? It's me speaking behind a mic, behind a computer, but I'm not on video and I'm not yeah, like hold on, hold on same. Because uh-huh. everybody says to me, they're like, You're not an introvert. There's no way you're an introvert. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't get introvert vibes from you at all. This is an introvert's dream. I talk to my phone all day. Nobody is here while I'm recording these silly and stupid videos. Like, it's just me. It's me (laughs) laughing at myself in my bedroom, having a fun time. This is an introvert's dream job because I can get on when I want to. I can answer and respond to messages if I want to. If I don't, I don't. Oh, well. Yeah. We have a lot more similarities. You use the term dream job. So, like... Okay, break this down for me because so how exactly are you making money? Oh, oh my from, gosh. Like so many ways. Yeah. So many ways. Okay. So right. I love talking about money because I love helping people get out of the the hamster wheel. The same old mm-hmm. process of okay, if I want to make money, I need to go get a job and I need to trade my eight hours for $15 an hour. I talk about this all the time, all the time. I'm like, once you start realizing the value of your time, you're like, I, oh my goodness. You're like, I sit here for eight or 10 hours a day. And, and I'm literally just exchanging my time for a paycheck and And everybody needs a paycheck, right? Everybody needs money. But if there's ways around it, then why not? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Exactly. You can't give yourself a raise. You can't even really take time off if you want to. Like I get that there's emergencies, but if you're just like, you know what? I'm tired today. I can't mm-hmm. do it today. You can't just take the day off. Like exactly. There's hoops you have to jump through to get there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So like that's kind of times are changing. Things. Times are 100%. definitely changing now. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, trying to help people better understand the social media world. And I would say most people think when they go, okay, earning money on social media, either you have to have a huge crowd and be an influencer and which people don't even know how I earn money as an influencer. So either you have to be an influencer or you have to get into network marketing. And I'm like, hold up, (laughs) hold up. There's more ways to do it than just that. Okay. So again, like this is where, you know, I'm trying to break this down a little bit better and help people understand. So on my honestly, mommy page, my original page, Mm -hmm. I really did and do intend for it to be an influencer page. It's not my favorite term. We talked about that a little bit because I feel like a lot of people see influencers as very, um, fake and superficial and yes. So I've spent years going, no, I'm not an influencer. I don't like, I hate that term. That's not me, but I'm like, well, Actually, to be an influencer, you're really just a person with influence. And isn't that all of us in some way or another? You do have people in your life that you influence. So I was like, all right, I got to back up and and I'm going to, whatever, single-handedly work to change people's view of influencers. So there's definitely being an influencer. I'm like, I know that's popular. It's a little harder to do in the sense of you do have to have a crowd to be able to make money. Um, But at the same time, there's really good money in it. <laughs> and people don't understand that every time I bring it up in my stories. And I'm like, how much do you think I charge? Or how much do you think I get paid for one post? Typically, people say 50 or or $100. And I'm like, Woo, guys, <laughs> guys, come on. I ain't doing nothing for $100. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm worth more than $50 to $100. <laughs> I am a mom of five children. 
I homeschool. I have a husband. Like, no, 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 no. Mama pays nothing for $5. So $5, $100. Um, so I think that's been really interesting to me is just seeing people's people have literally zero concept of what these influencers are actually being mm-hmm. paid for contracts. And the hard part with influencer marketing though, too, is there's no set standard. It's not like if you go to McDonald's and you get hired as a burger flipper, you're $15 an hour. Well, if you're a manager, you're $20 an hour. Like they have their, their base pays and their packages and it's mm-hmm. pretty universal across the board. It's not like that in influencer marketing. Influencer marketing, you actually have to know what you can charge for um, different quarters cost different amounts of money, depending on what sort of deliverables they want, how many posts, um, if they want whitelisting rights, if they want exclusivity. And so I didn't know all that in the beginning. So like my very first gig as an influencer. And that sounds like a lot. You're, it sounds like a whole different language to me. It, oh, it, it is. It is. And I go in depth about that in my course, just breaking down like the first couple of times I did it, I totally got like bowled over by the contracts because I'm reading this huge 15 page contract that has all these big words. And they like talking about using my, my contact, my content for all of eternity. I was like, that's, that's really strong wording. And you're kind of, yeah. Um, and so because, just because I didn't know the few key things to look for, I completely undercharged. Once I had a better understanding of what I should be charging for, I tripled and quadrupled my rates. I mean, like instantly, I went from charging about $500 a post to, I mean, well, now I got to change them. I got to up them again for this year. But like, basically, once I had a better understanding of what I was doing, I instantly upped my packages to $1,500 to two grand a piece. That's starting. That's starting. So, I mean, that's not even getting into, again, I you say. When you say you, sorry to cut you off. When you say that you charge, let's say fifteen hundred to two thousand a post. What what kind of post do you mean? Like you're doing um, a, for a brands. You got it. So okay, okay, so when brands, when a brand reaches out to me and they email me, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we saw your profile and we love you and we just really want to work with you. Da, da da da. I go okay, that's great. And I usually email them back. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to work with you too. What's the budget for this campaign? And either they will shoot me back a number. We're thinking we want, you know, one in-feed post, um, three supporting story slides and exclusivity. So that kind of gives me an idea of those are my deliverables of what I'm going to give them. And we'll give you $800. And I'm like, yeah. No. Mm, no thanks. Um, so that's where we, and then we get into like negotiating all that. If they don't, send me a budget, usually they will ask me, do you have a media kit? Or like, what would you charge for X, Y, and Z? And I will send them my rates. And then we kind of go back and forth negotiating. Sometimes, you know, if they don't have the budget for what I'm asking, we'll knock off a post or we'll, we'll, we'll change and edit. These days, I do not work with brands if it's under, uh, (laughs) I would like to say a thousand, but that's not true. I usually walk if it's under two grand. So like for like a post, so for one post and Mm -hmm. stories, if they can't meet me at two grand for that, it's just, just for the amount of time that it takes to email, to shoot the content, to understand the brand's vision, to do all the things, get the stats, send it all in. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it for me and my time. And so that's, that's Mm -hmm. about where I won't. It's about knowing how valuable your time is. That's also how you kind of pick your rate as well. Yes. Um, so let's say someone listening right now, like they, they, 
left this this conversation like what step one what's step one just finding your niche like figuring out what you bring to the table like (sighs) okay it's a hard one that's a hard one to boil down which I do have a a freebie on my honestly influential page that is actually the freebie I it's um Mm -hmm. 10 steps to turn your social media into your side hustle or something like that so it'll actually break it down for you like the 10 things that I would say you need to get started. But yes, to begin, I guess you really need to sit there and think through like your own individual voice and message, which would basically translate to what the, the niche or whatever. I don't I don't know. I don't know why they use that term and they make it sound so scary. Yeah, it's it's so important. It's so it's such a big deal. I know. I go back and forth. Yes. I have such a love-hate relationship with that term. It's like Well, it's just so much emphasis on it. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's just the focus of your page, what you regularly share, which more important than a niche, in my opinion, is going to be your content pillars. So like if you said, okay, so like I'm a motherhood influencer on my social media or my Honestly Mommy page. Well, what are my actual content pillars on my page? What are the three to five things that I'm always sharing about? So people are constantly coming back to my page because... Why? You know, it's like people should be able to pinpoint the couple of things that you share about that kind of make up your page. I mean, like, again, that and make you unique. Exactly. And so most people don't actually think that through. And so particularly with like a lifestyle page or like a motherhood page, they're like, well, I'm sharing about all of motherhood. Dude, that's a really broad topic. And then yeah, that's yeah, yeah. your page, you know, because for one for one week, maybe you got really excited about sharing about like cooking and you were sharing cooking recipes. And I was like, wow, this is fun. And I found you and I hit follow because you were sharing all these recipes. Well, then next week you're into potty training tips. And the next week you're into toddler tips. And I'm like, that's not why I Cook. follow you. So uh, I, would, I, see. I would say finding your voice and, you know, like just kind of, uh, making sure you have a clear direction for your page and then deciding your three to five content pillars that you're going to stick with will definitely help. I mean, you'll you'll be light years ahead of where I was when mm-hmm. I started. Light years ahead. Yeah. But this is what your course explains to Yes, to yes. Mama. My mm-hmm. course, I tried to back way up to the beginning when I was just getting started, knew absolutely nothing about social media and went, what was it that over these past six years, like what, what did I learn? What were the steps to get me to where I am? How can I help like as best as I possibly can explain to other women how to dream up and create a page, um, go through branding, launching the page and a monetization strategy, because I didn't have that in the beginning. I got mm-hmm. into this because, like I said, I, I was lonely and I was broke and I was, I was pretty sure people could make money online but I wasn't totally sure how, like I just, I, I, I just went for it, but I've found the better prepared you are. And if you actually do have a monetization strategy, like yeah, you can get somewhere. You don't, you don't need thousands of followers to start earning money. So like, I mean, we talk about the difference of that too. If you are going to be an influencer, yes, you do actually need a pretty large crowd to begin charging and like all of that. But if you, if you go into social media with a plan, with some sort of like digital content or a product you love to sell, like a physical product or, you know, a network marketing company, like if you have some sort of monetization plan and you know how to use your influence in a authentic way to share and sell, 
you can get there with just a few hundred followers. Like, and people just don't realize that. Yeah, you called it um, vanity metrics. I saw you made a post about this yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, explain that a little bit. <laughs> All right, so vanity metrics. Oh my gosh, and we're going to dive even deeper into that on the Honestly Influential page because I feel like right now, all the social media guru gurus who are out there, they just sit there and teach you how to grow, how to grow, how to grow, how to grow. I have people, I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating or lying. She has 750 thousand followers. So just, you know, just, just a few shy of a million. Oh yeah. Uh Huge page. And so when I launched the honestly influential page and I started launching my course and I was talking about it over on honestly, mommy, she messages me and she goes, how are you making money? And I'm like, excuse me. And she has 750,000 followers. I was like, what are you talking about? So you're, you're putting out content and you're putting, you're spending time and energy and effort. And it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. And she's telling me Mm -hmm. she doesn't make anything. And I'm like, oh, so that, that blew my mind. Cause you, you would be shocked at how many people actually have a, a large audience or like a, like a loyal following but because they don't have a monetization strategy or any idea on how to make money online, they're not, which it just, I, I wouldn't waste my time. I'm sorry. I wouldn't spend my time doing this. Creating all this content, right? Yes. Yeah. It's work. It is work. It's hard yeah. work. So, um, yes. Okay. So vanity metrics, sorry, going back to your original question. So because of what the social media gurus have led us to believe that numbers are everything. If you don't have hundreds of thousands of followers behind your name. You know, you you're basically a nobody. <laughs> and that's not true. I'm like, I have made more money off my new page, the honestly influential page, which I think is getting close to like 1500 followers at this point, but com- compare that to 88,000 followers. And then I have this page is 1500 followers. I've made more money off that page than my big page. Wow. Because I know what I'm doing because that page, I didn't start willy nilly and just go, Oh, whatever. I'm just going to kind of post things and see what happens. I went into it with a content strategy, with a clear focus for the page, with a monetization strategy for that page. You know, so people don't understand that sheer numbers, if you don't know how to sell or you don't have a monetization strategy will get you absolutely nowhere. You can have small numbers, but like a loyal following, a following who cares about what you have to say, and you will still be able to find ways to earn an income because of your influence. So to me, that was why when I really was thinking through like my course and what I wanted to name it, I was like, okay, as much as I don't like the term influencer, I have to use the word influence somewhere in here because truly to me, that's what social media is. Social media is all about building a platform where you can help Use your influence to, you know, change other people's lives, to get your message out there, to open up new opportunities for your family. It's about influence and how you use it. So there you go. I love this. I love this conversation because it it kind of takes the negative, uh, like I said, negative connotation that's attached to the word influencer. And it's like times are, like I said, times are changing and there really are ways to monetize. But I think there is such like a trashy part of social media or like a scammy part of social media so yeah. deeply that it it pushes people away from even thinking it's possible, you know, yeah. to, to monetize. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like that's something I'm trying to better share 
and like teach about on the honestly influential page is just is again, how to use that influence in a truly authentic and real way and not do it in a scammy, yucky way. You know, okay, so like, this is a kind of a bunny trail, but network marketing, everybody has their horror story of, you know, an MLM or a network marketing company that is, comes after them and advertises in such yucky ways. And I'm like, do you know what? All that is, is poor training. People are telling those women well, the best way to get sales is to text them every hour on the hour and say, have you oh ordered my God. Okay, but, but that's not her fault. She's getting that information from somewhere. Most likely she's getting it from somewhere else. She's getting poor information and poor training. Social media is no different. I follow a ton of the social media gurus and there are nuggets to what they say. But what makes me laugh is a lot of them have only been around for like a year maybe two years. So as somebody who's been in this social media sphere for almost seven, I'm like, oh, honey, like, no, no. The information <laughs> they give is so bad. It's short term. All of it is focused on vanity metrics, getting more likes, more views, you know, more followers. But my thing is, is if you're bringing in random people who don't care at all what you say, they're not going to buy from you. you know, so exactly. What's the point? What's the point in having a reel that went viral at 1.6 million views? If you and you're not, yeah. And, and you're not selling anything. So what's exactly. okay. So I got exactly. a, a million people looking at my video yep. and they're entertained and, and that's it. I have, I have a reel again on my small page on honestly influential. I have a reel that was seen by, I think it was like 600 people. I mean, even for that page, it's not great views, pretty low. I made three sales off that one reel, 600 people. So, you know, not bad. Again, now I have, I have reels on my Honestly Mommy page, my big page that have tons of views, you know, 40,000, 100,000. I don't make a dime off them. So I would much rather have the 600 views that's bringing money in for my family, that's helping you know, open opportunities for my family than the 150,000 views that is vanity metrics. It's just to make me feel good that everybody saw my reel and liked it. Woohoo! Like, yes, yes. Yeah. That's, that's, um, and those are the people that are calling themselves influencers just yes, because they, they have a huge following and just because they have a viral video. This is why I say people don't take it seriously. No, they don't. Uh, the term influencers. Exactly. And this is why, because that's, the vanity metrics that's 100%. ruining it pretty much. Um, oh my goodness. This, you know, this conversation makes you look at Instagram like in a whole different light. It almost makes me feel like I don't want to post unless I'm going to figure out a way to make money from it. Cause I, right, right now I'm not, you're not using Instagram. Like I'm not using Instagram to make money. If I'm posting, it's just as like a, like social media, I'm just using it as social media. But when you realize how much opportunity is there, it's almost like I don't want to post anything until I'm ready to like jump into it and make money. Otherwise, what's the point? Why are you spending your time on this? It really changes your whole view on social media. It does. And I'm like, you know, and I get it. Like some people don't have aspirations to start a side hustle or earn some extra income. And they do just want to use it for mm -hmm. fun, which is, there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. But like you're saying, when you're actually sitting there working hard, putting thought and time and energy into your content and not just throwing up a cute picture of your kids. Like, let's be mm -hmm. honest, anybody can do that. And that's fine. Again, 
totally fine if you want to use social media that way. But if you're thinking about it in the terms of like um, starting a brand, starting a business, like growing your influence, then yes, go into it in a smart way, having some sort of long-term growth strategy, um, monetization strategy, like don't just Mm -hmm. do it as a joke in some senses. So, and, and hope that something's going to happen. Yeah. And, and also, like you said, it, um, the influencers, it's become so superficial or, or that piece is so superficial that now I feel like people are looking for more authentic people online. Like, I think that's getting more attention now than everything looking perfect and polished and curated, but someone sharing an actual story and, and making a real video that's, that shows them messy or shows real life. It's getting a lot more attention now. Yes. Yes. I feel, you know, the pendulum always swings back and forth and for a while Mm -hmm. there, oh my gosh. Yes. When I first got started and was growing my page, I mean, like, it's so night and day different than what it is now in like my content. I did. What was in style was the perfectly curated feed. I wanted to be able to scroll your feed and see that everything, mm-hmm. you know, each photo was in the right place and it was aesthetically pleasing and it was wonderful. It's not like that anymore. It really is. And the funny People- thing is those pages, when I come across those pages, I would think they're fake now. If oh, I ew. come across a perfectly curated page, it, to me, it's scammy and it's fake. Completely yep. different than yes. in the past where you would see a page like that and you would think oh like, okay, God. this is like an influencer. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is so this beautiful. How do I get my page? Legit. Yeah, they're legit. Yes. Exactly. Now yes. I see a page with all these perfectly edited photos and everything. I'm yes. like, mm, this is a Ew. scam. This is shady. Ew. And yep. they're no, probably not no. making any, not, not making any money. You know, and which <clears throat> this is the good news <throat> is for people like us, for normal moms, like I'm like, that's my other thing is I, I try so hard to get it through people's head. I am not special. I am not anything like, I don't have any special qualifications. I am a stay-at-home mom with five children. Like, I didn't even go to college. Like, I got nothing. I have no <laughs> special qualifications. And even if you did, college isn't teaching you this anyway. No, that's not. a whole trap. No, don't even get not. me in that. Don't get me that's down that, co- that road. That's, no. yeah. For real. For real. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, I'm just a mom. So if, if mm-hmm. me, just being a mom who wanted some community, who wanted to earn a little extra income can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it. If you have the right tools and like mindset going into it, I truly believe that social media is a place that you can use to open up opportunities for yourself and your family. Because like I said, way back at the beginning of this interview, you know, it, it gives you the ability to reach so far beyond yourself. And us as stay-at-home moms, you know, who really are kind of tied to our house, especially when our babies are young and they're napping and we have schedules and all that, yes, I, can, I can sit in my living room and reach around the globe. I'm like, you know, if people understood- it's mind-blowing. Yes, exactly. If people mm-hmm. understood how powerful that is and that all it really takes is a little bit of work and vision and training and you could do it too. like more people would be doing it. More people would be doing it. But they have a negative sense of what an influencer is and they think it's all the fake, scammy, beautiful, perfect yeah, people. I felt this way too at one point and, and slowly I started learning and realizing that, yeah, it's it's not. Like people really are making money through this. This they is are. legitimate. It's real and times are changing. 
Oh, they're making and- <laughs> so much more money than you know, too. That's the thing. I'm like, we got to blow the lid off this because I make pennies compared to some of the people. You know what's I- funny? Me and my husband last night were watching. Um, we would just like to watch trash TV sometimes, right? So we're scrolling right and we came across the Real Housewives of Dubai. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, I'm curious. So I started watching it for we started watching it for a little while and they, they're introducing like the whole cast and all of these women, their titles are entrepreneur and then influencer right. <laughs> I'm like what? What? and they're what? like dripped in oh, gold yeah. and their dresses oh, yeah. and I'm like and me and him were talking and I'm like these people really are making right. money I'm like yeah. it's crazy and there's like no cap on how much money you can make none none yeah. I mean and that's you know again why I feel like we need to break the stigma on having a side hustle or like earning money through an unconventional way because me and like my husband and I sit here and talk about this all the time, him being, you know, in law enforcement, Minnesota gets paid really pretty well, but other states in the United States, I know. Not New York, exactly. not the starting rate. Now he does because he has fifth, almost sure. 15 years on, sure. but, uh, but not starting. Oh my but goodness. Rough. And I'm like, he, mm-hmm. he is not in charge of his rates. He's, he can't give himself a raise. He can't take mm-hmm. time off at the drop of a hat. You know, mm-hmm. whereas for me, I've given myself minimally a $25,000 raise every year because why not? Because for me, I'm like, the internet opens up endless ways to earn income. So all I have to do is be slightly creative and tap into some of those. And I'm going to keep tapping into them where I can here and there. And it's opening up new streams of revenue for me. So yes, my paycheck has gone up 25 grand every single year. His not so much. <laughs> Yeah, not so. Listen, in New York, my husband has been out of contract for like six years. Okay, Ooh. like New York is, we're the worst agency. Yeah, oh, no. but um, but listen, I you know you really inspired me to want to kind of tap into the whole social media. I mean, the whole Instagram world. Because so last year, I'll just give you a quick <clears throat> background. I started this podcast because. I wasn't bored, but I was like, I wanted a hobby and I kind of just wanted a way to connect with other people Yeah, away from social media. Because like I said, I felt Instagram was very superficial and it was very like, it wasn't for me. That's what I felt like. I couldn't show up and do reels and this and that. And like you mm-hmm. said, every anytime I would research anything about how to grow your Instagram, it's very based on views and numbers and followers. Yeah. And I'm just like, but... I, I just couldn't do it. It's very, it was very intimidating for me. So I started yeah. the podcast and I started connecting with people from everywhere. It was it's, it's so great. And it's still kind of new to me. But um, but I've, I'm starting to grow my my audience. And now um, I also started a side hustle into copywriting. Okay. okay. And into it's like a piece of marketing. And like I wanted my page to be like my, my podcast was like lifestyle, motherhood, and then I put in business and marketing. Hence the reason why I wanted you to come on because I'm like, I want ways for for women or or people whoever is listening to kind of build themselves up yeah. in in you know. So this piece was very helpful to me because I'm like, this adds to my ways that I can grow myself online and I you know I know now firsthand listening to you that this is an opportunity like that's out there yes and I think even Mm -hmm. like what you said so like copywriting 
like I said back in the beginning, there's not just two ways to make money. It's not just I have to be an influencer or I have to be in some sort of like scammy network marketing program. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways. I mean, even now getting into like digital course creation, like that's been a new one for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my mind is blown at the possibilities of creating something once and then continuing to earn income off it for who knows how long. Again, Forever. There's no yeah. Well, so even for you for like doing digital copywriting or, or whatever, the the amount of people that you could reach, that you could connect with, that you could network with, it's not like the 1950s where you really were stuck with the 10 people that you knew in real life. You know, and mm-hmm. none of them needed help. Well, okay, mm-hmm. I guess that's that. I'm like, social media has made it so we can connect, we can find people, you can, whatever passion you have, you can find some sort of way to grow an audience, turn a profit on it, and like really be living the dream in the sense of, isn't that what everybody wants? Like, we have to work. You have to work to make money Mm -hmm. unless maybe you become a millionaire and you get to retire yourself. But for a while, you're probably Mm going to have to work. But wouldn't it be better to take what you're passionate about and what you enjoy and get to do that as work and get to get paid for that than, you know, flipping burgers at McDonald's? Yeah, exactly. And I've been in the corporate world now for almost... I want to say eight or nine years. And I'm like, I sit to myself, I'm like, imagine if I was building something for myself personally for eight or nine years. I'm like, I, it, it, it takes your, your mentality in a whole different direction. You're like, now I'm, that's, that's what my goal is. I'm like, I don't care if this takes me a few years to start building, I'm going to find ways because I have to take advantage of, of the opportunities that are, that are here now. Good for you. And I think a lot of people do miss that, that when you're in a corporate job, when you're in a retail job, whatever, like, yeah, I get it. You're pulling a paycheck and that's fantastic. We have to make money, but you're not building your dream. You are building somebody else's corporation, Mm -hmm. somebody else's dream. Like, I don't want to build target dream. I want to build my dream and work to exactly. I'm doing well, not target, not their CEOs and their whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I will support Target as I walk through them, but that's about it. Oh my goodness, this was this was really so great. I you like have me fired up. Like I want to yeah. once I get off this call, I'm like I I want to just I want to get started. Like yeah. I may I I may even look into your course. Like I have so many you other things going started, on right though. now. Like hold up, yeah. it's not like you need to get started. You are starting. Yeah. You already have your niche or your focus. All you need to start mm-hmm. doing now is learning how to grow your platform. Like you are. Yeah, all the technical pieces. Yeah. 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 And there's not much to that. Like, like there is, there is some understanding and like getting to know it, but you're already started. You are halfway there just with what you're already doing with your podcast and having a vision and inspiring people. I mean, cause I think that's the other side of social media that people don't grasp and don't take a hold of they're only in it for themselves and now again while like I am happy to teach people how to make money I have no qualms about sharing with people that yes I do earn money from my social media that is not the only reason that I'm there I did get into it because I want to help moms I want to inspire moms and so all the free content that I'm putting out all the time and being in my stories and you know talking to women through direct messages I'm like I am there to build up, inspire, encourage other mamas, if at all possible. And that's exactly what you're doing too. So, I mean, you're there. You're. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And just so you know, you give off zero introvert vibes, okay? <laughs> no <laughs> introvert. Okay, none at all. 
Um, but thank you so much for this conversation. I'm going to um, put all your information here in the description for anyone who is interested um, to at least sign up for your newsletter. I get your Absolutely. newsletter. Absolutely. Um, I love it. Um, but yeah, this is, this has me fired up. <laughs> this definitely. <laughs> Great. No, I'm so thrilled for you. And I mean, I wish you all the best with growth and growing and it's not as hard as everybody says. Let's just end it with that. It is just yeah. not as hard as everybody says. 